3: This is Full Access OK. I'm Skyler Cooper along with Steve Berg. Hello. From the KRMG Afternoon News, every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News and Talk. And for the second time, we are delving into the world of video games. To be more exact, the growing phenomenon of video games as a sport, esports, as it has come to be known. There was so much to it, we decided to split it up into two parts.
0: Yeah, and this is the first time we've done a two-part episode on Full Access OK. So if you haven't yet, you might want to go back and listen to part one because this part two will make a whole lot more sense if you do. But once again, just like in part one, we talked to the guys at Contender Esports out at 101st and Sheridan in South Tulsa, Corey Edgington, Taylor Kyle, and Destry Allen. In part one, we focused more on their specific business, but in part two, we wanted to focus more on the overall business of eSports, both nationwide and worldwide.
3: And make no mistake, it is a huge business, a huge sport, both at the collegiate and pro level. You might not believe how much money that some are making at it. Makes me jealous. Destry told us how he got started as a college eSports athlete at Northeastern Oklahoma A&M in Miami. Gaming at the collegiate level is definitely growing around here. Just before we started recording, I, the only one I knew of in the area was RSU. But for you went to a school in Oklahoma for that. How how did that work for you? And what was your major? Was it like a... Well, I guess what I'm saying is sometimes people might think, how do you get a career in, if you get a degree in gaming? But that's not exactly how it is, is it?
2: Right, right, no. There's, um, there's tons of opportunities in gaming, and there's not just... Or there's tons of degrees that you can get other than just gaming degrees. I mean my uh, my major was in marketing and so I was focused on going to classes like accounting um, get my basic math and English done just like a normal college student but I was using gaming to pay for that. So the way I got involved in that was actually was my second year of going to school there. Uh, they had just started up the eSports program. At first it began as a club where it was just a group of guys getting together and having fun. Um, but then It was right around the same time that COVID came and halted all other sports. It really allowed eSports to kind of step up and thrive because it was all being taken place online and through tournaments of that nature. So whenever they announced the tryouts, I went ahead and tried out and uh, ended up making the team on Overwatch. And after a few weeks, I became the team captain so yeah, I ended up playing Overwatch for a year. My team just missed the playoffs, but we had a lot of fun. Um, and we all got a degree by playing video games. So what more can we ask for? And <laughs> you said this is something, it's not
3: just for the maybe the kids who've done this throughout childhood and, and grown up with it. It's adults who can maybe go back to school on a gaming scholarship.
2: Right, so there is a guy who was on my team um, whenever I played Overwatch in college. Uh, he lived in the area. And he dropped out of high school. Things just didn't quite go his way. Um, But he was 32, 33 or so whenever I met him. Um, And he had heard that my college, NEO, was starting up their esports program and starting to give out scholarships for it. So he talked to the college and ended up getting his GED within a month or so, right before the semester started, and got put on our scholarship role um, as long as he kept good grades. As long as he competed with us. And so it honestly it changed his life trajectory around because he was going from just a normal job to now he's going for a career. So that's really cool. Go from high school dropout, turn things around.
3: It's not always that easy. Now you mentioned the scholarship that he was able to maintain by playing. How do you qualify? For that I mean do you have to be like with football you gotta be good at football but right. with gaming how does that work
2: right so at the that very first year it was kind of uh, they were trying to just get whoever they could get um, not to say that they were taking bad players but they were just trying to get as many people to try out see where our first year is going to be so in all honesty our players were not pro level on that first year but what we did focus on was communication and call outs, how we can work together, and really taking a lot of the things. A lot of us were former um, traditional athletes. So we're taking a lot of the things that we learned from our practices in school, um, athletics, and football, basketball, and whatnot, and the commitment that is uh, needed in those sports and translating them directly into esports. So, that being said, our team was gold average, and we ended up going seven and four, beating some of the teams that had individual players that were way higher ranking than us. So, teamwork honestly
0: makes the dream work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, the top eSport athletes in the country, how much money can you make? Millions. <laughs> yes. Millions. No kidding. Many. The
2: potential oh, yeah. is sky high. I mean, I can tell you right now, the top uh, streamer on Twitch, he just now switched over to another streaming platform. He started off as an Overwatch pro, just now signed a two-year contract for $100 million. That's more God. than what LeBron James' contract is. Yeah, that's but insane. Some of these
1: esports athletes make more than a good 80% of regular athletes, professional athletes.
3: And you said streamer. That's something that maybe we need to explain a little bit. They're not just playing the games in arenas. The arena is streaming online right there's what people watching everywhere
2: well correct yes um whenever you're playing at such a high level there's of course going to be people who want to watch that and want to spectate it um it's almost like you want you're wanting to watch you know the top level basketball players so these people are going home and whenever they're practicing like normal just turning on the camera and showing their personality and gaining fans as well it's putting them on a platform and it's also um uh making them additional revenue with subscriptions, donations, and stuff like that. Just chatting with their viewers on a day-to-day basis.
1: So a lot of it has to do with like the team that they're a part of. Mm-hmm. So there's actual individual teams throughout the United States. Like in Dallas, there's Complexity, which is a professional esports team. They have multiple different teams that play different games. And on them teams, they have the players. Just like if you have the LA Lakers and the LA Rams, that's type of thing, they have multiple games which is the same as multiple different sports right. and traditional stuff. And these these
2: players will get salaries just to practice those games, sure. you know. Um, so not every contract is going to be $100 million. You know, you might just be getting $50,000, but you're getting that to practice that game eight hours, ten hours a day, a day preparing you for the competition to win your team $250,000. So Of which and, you get a cut. Yeah, of yeah. which you will be getting a bonus, I'm sure, and then also getting the spotlight that a lot of these guys use on the streaming platforms as well to make additional revenue
1: and a lot of these players they get money also from different sponsorships that they get personally Individual, so it's yeah. not just, just so it's like
4: professional. yeah okay. okay. yeah just like professional other athletes you know there's companies out there that want to pay them to recognize their brand yeah brands like,
2: want to get their product in front of gamers so they're going to pay money to do that so we see athletes doing you know
3: Way back, like the cereal box, right? Mm-hmm. Or we see them doing, um, or we see them doing energy drink commercials or endorsing shoes. a, sh- yeah, well, shoes, yeah. great one. You think that's gonna, we're gonna see those commercials with gamers someday? It already is. Already yeah. seen. Yeah, there already is
1: commercials out there with professional gamers that promote their products. If you're I, not in that world,
4: you don't know who they yeah. are. But yeah. uh, there are millions and millions of fans across the country that do understand who it like, is. Like for
1: instance, Ninja. He's one of the biggest twitch streamers. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. every if you say ninja's name out here, all <laughs> these kids right. would absolutely blow up and just agree yeah. that they know who it is. Do For they sure. all
3: have an alias or is it is it different?
4: Oh yeah the, so most most of them go by their gamer tag so okay. what they what they play as online is who their persona is mm-hmm.
0: okay. What's your tag? iceberg my last name's
2: berg nice
3: that's a good one Uh, i love this because i know you're a little bit into it i am completely new at this so really learning a lot about it and it's it's actually really eye-opening and i hope that's what people are taking from listening to this is just learning this world and and honestly changing their opinion because i know a lot of people don't Think it's a thing, and it's
0: absolutely, obviously, very much a thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm sure I could do like a Google search and find out, but if somebody wanted to watch either a pro esports competition or a collegiate level esports competition, does this uh, air on a TV channel? Is it on YouTube? Or where does one go to watch these competitions?
2: So, a lot of them are being streamed online on Twitch, YouTube, and there's a couple other streaming platforms that are um, running for the title now as well, but mainly it's on Twitch. That's where uh, a lot of the esports um, entertainment has taken place at. Um, and it all started off with the pros. And then colleges started seeing, hey, there's entertainment value in this. Let's go ahead and start preparing our athletes. And then the high schools followed suit right after that. And now we're seeing, you know, it dropped down to the middle school level as well. Everyone is just following suit. I'm trying to get these athletes prepared for the next level.
3: Corey, how does it work in the pros? How, how does one become a pro gamer and what does that look like?
1: So, to become a pro, it's it's actually a really hard scenario to get into. It's either you got to have just connections. Like real, just
0: like real sports. Yeah,
1: just like real sports. Quarter, You'd have to real be sports. really, really It's physical good. sports. There you go. There yeah, go. physical sports. It's different. But uh, you have to actually have a lot of skill in the game. So, like, these middle school and academy-age kids, if they start now, by the time they become 20 to 25, they should be capable capable of becoming pro as long as they have have the skills and continue working on it, just like you would in any traditional sports. Like if you you start baseball at a young age, go all the way through it, your likelihood of going to be a professional is a lot higher than if you didn't do it at all. I guess you can get sponsors probably? Oh yeah, you can absolutely get sponsors. So a lot of these uh, big professionals, they have multitude of sponsorships from Intel,
3: Monster, Red Bull, G Fuel, just they can get sponsors from anybody at that point. I'll show my ignorance with this question, but um, do, do pros play different games for different tournaments? Is it what, what games do they play?
1: Well, usually a single pro will play one game that's big right now, and then if it dies off, they'll practice on the next one. Uh, so a lot of, like, the main game playing right now is called Valorant. It's a 5v5 shooter, and that's what all, like, the CSGO, which is Counter Strike Global Offensive, the CSGO scene switched over to Valorant because that became more popular. So it's just that they all these pros are actually just swapping games to keep up with this.
4: But typically it's one a pro is playing one game yeah. and that's that's their their expertise. Um I wanna add to to that question about um how do you become pro, right? So one of the biggest challenges there's not <clears throat> there is recruiting for um for gaming but gaming everyone you know all the every all 23 of these kids over here want to become a professional gamer right and all of them will play for the likelihood length of their life right um and so you know (laughs) getting them the skills getting them the the you know one of the things we really work on here especially with our academy team is is that community and that teamwork right so you can be the best player on the team but if you're not working with your team then uh you're you know you're not your team's not going to succeed you're not going to win and so that's that's one of the things that we're focused on here is is the teamwork and then i mean even still the it it is it is very difficult to get because there's not because it's not like traditional sports where there's the you know uh as broad of a high school college and pro scene it's still growing getting to that pro level does take you know a significant amount of work and a significant amount of exposure right um and the pro scene doesn't have
1: like a scout per se as like professional sports do you
4: well know, the structure is just not there yeah. i mean they have them it's just you know finding those players you know they might the best player on you know the best fit for a specific position on one of the teams they might not even know they're out there because you know, it's hard to, you have, it's minutia, right? There's so many people playing that it's, it's uh, it's, it's hard to find those, those, uh, those best players. Unless, unless you have like a hundred thousand subscribers
1: on YouTube and you play that game, non-stop that's the only way you're going to be found
3: we did learn a lot in this one steve as always with full access okay there are things that surprise us and things we didn't know
0: yeah i guess i shouldn't have been surprised but there are so many parallels between i call it real sports we we struggle to come up with the right word to describe a real sports physical sports traditional sports but sports and e-sports and just like the traditional physical sports very few make it to the very top where millions are made but It does happen and will likely happen more and more in the future.
3: It's ironic that, you know, COVID put a damper on so many businesses, but it likely spurred a lot of growth in video games and in eSports.
0: And the great thing about eSports is that uh, even an old guy like me could probably get into it right as long as my thumbs and fingers hold up. There's still hope you could be a millionaire yet, Steve.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to Full Access OK. We are uh, several weeks in. We know a lot of folks are picking it up. We certainly appreciate that. If you want to share this on your Facebook page or just let a friend know where to find it, we would certainly appreciate that. We're glad you're here. And again, if you have any ideas for a topic that you want to hear on Full Access OK, we're wide open to ideas. You can email me at skyler.cooper at krmg.com. That's Skyler, S-K-Y-L-E-R, dot Cooper at krmg.com.
0: And you can reach me at Berg. that's B-E-R-G, like an iceberg, at krmg.com.
3: And as we learned in this podcast, that is Steve's video game handle.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs>
3: Catch us weekday afternoons, the KRMG Afternoon News with Skyler Cooper, 4 to 6 p.m. on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. This has been Full Access OK.